Hi, this is Dr. Joy. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Joe, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, it is March. It's the most wonderful time of the year, uh, not not only because March is my birthday month, but also because we get all of the epic college basketball. Absolutely. And it really kicks up. Like today, I'm a football guy through and through, but today probably is my favorite day of sports in all of sports. Yeah, this is uh, this is up there when – you know, you've just got nonstop all day long, just basketball, basketball, basketball. Um, and they just, for whatever reason, they always, we always get given the gift of multiple epic games that go on this year. I, I was lucky enough to be on vacation during the kickoff of March madness, but unlucky enough and not uh, forward thinking enough to not have scheduled a flight during the first half of the day. So um, I did, <laughs> I, uh, I missed, I missed the first half of games today, um, including the majority of the Baylor game. Well, I mean, now I'm pretty much, uh, you can't watch any Baylor game now for the rest of the tournament then. So I, I got to watch 15 minutes of the first half. So we landed, um, I had, I had one stop on my flight and it was it was one of those things where you just like land and you don't have to get off the plane. Um, so we landed yeah. and I was able to turn off airplane mode, get onto cellular data and throw YouTube TV on my phone and watch 15 minutes of the first half. So I watched the I watched until halftime, about five minutes of the game until, until halftime. Well, before we jump into the Baylor game. Um, we didn't get to talk when the uh, the brackets were released or before then. Did you have any takeaway from the seeding or teams that make it in, teams that didn't make it in and all that? You know, I was fine with most of the seeding that I saw. Um, I know, like, there was some debate among Baylor faithful on, hey, would it have been cooler to be a two in the south region rather than a one in the east? Man, I don't care. Like, it's cool to get a one seed. Uh, but overall... Seating doesn't matter. Uh, I think after, after last year, I feel kind of spoiled where like I hear, I hear other fan bases arguing about seating and I'm like, I I just care about winning it. I don't care about what numbers in front of my name. Um, But I guess the fun thing that we, you don't want to be eight, nine. That's. 
Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be there, but like, hey, you're going to probably have to beat a one seed to win a national championship yeah. anyway, so why not? Um, but I guess the fun thing we could talk about when it comes to seeding is the fact that Texas A&M got completely left out of the tournament and they have been extremely emotional about it since Selection Sunday. Here's the thing about A&M. I would say that most people were probably on their side on Sunday, including myself. Like, yeah, how, how they played down the stretch in the tournament. I thought they deserved to, to get in. But then A&M does A&M things, and then you're like, just shut up, man. Now you're, I'm, you've turned me against you. I was on your side. And then yeah. your reaction to it just makes me turn on you because you can't take anything with any kind of dignity. It's just pathetic. It's, it's one of those things where I feel like if you have a major basketball program at your school, you probably have a year where you felt you got snubbed in some way regarding the tournament, whether it was yeah. – being left out or getting a crappy seed that you thought you deserved better or being put, you know, in a region that you didn't like, like all basketball schools or schools that have a major basketball program that has success at some point, get really mad at the, at the tournament, but their coaches don't hand out a nine page piece of information arguing why they should have been put in the tournament. Like we should have been a 12 seed because of all this, like that calm down. Yeah. Calm down, Buzz. I know. And it's like every you're right. That every year there's a team who thinks they should be in who just didn't make the cut. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of times there's multiple teams. Yeah. And you know, maybe at, at earlier I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe they should have been in been in because one of the other seeds, the eleven seeds, were you know, struggling against um pretty pretty badly. But I think that the thing about it is like, I mean, the team that made it made it in above them or any of the teams that made it in above them were just as deserving. Yeah. I mean, and it, they didn't it, lose eight straight in the beginning of the year or beginning of 2022. That's the thing. You had two options. If you really wanted to get into the tournament, don't lose eight straight conference games and, yeah. or don't lose your conference championship game. Just go out and win it. Yeah. That's you had the opportunity to guarantee your spot. You lost that game. But it was clear also to me for the um, that th- those tournaments th- they didn't matter. I mean, except yeah. for the auto bid situation, but for anybody else, like it didn't affect Baylor at all. It didn't affect. I think even the one of the whoever the spokesperson was for the committee, they said you know everything was pretty much locked in on Saturday. I saw I saw an interesting opinion, and I can't remember who posted it on Twitter, um, but it was they should go ahead and provide all the at-larges before the conference tournaments, like give a ranking, like these are the at-larges that we think we get in. And then, you know, if you have anything crazy pop up based off of the like conference tourneys where somebody that wouldn't have got in is now a conference champion, then, then people get bumped down in those rankings. But I thought it would be pretty neat. Like if they, if they did a college football playoff style show where it was like, okay, Hey, like, this isn't selection Sunday. This isn't what it is, but like based off of the regular season, this is this is where everybody well, they sits. Drop, they drop that um the like top 16. the top sixteen or something. But yeah, yeah they like, drop the top sixteen like a few weeks before. I think it's a few weeks before the season ends. Like here's where everyone's sitting, type of thing. And they that, should drop. Was they the should honestly four. drop like a top thirty six. Yeah, like that's a. It should be like a a, a top. 
or even 32. Yeah, like it's 36. So like here's the half or 38. We think, yeah, here's where we think you're going to be seated or going to be at larges in this order. And so, but yeah, but like we were talking about last week, it, I mean, the, the game to Oklahoma really had no bearing on, on where Baylor was seated. I mean, maybe they were the three, number one, or the number three seed instead of the number four and, you know, overall. And then, so they got, they got that number one regardless. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it probably affected the region that we landed in, but who cares? I mean, honestly, yeah. you're, you're going to have to beat really good teams to win a national title or make a final four or make an elite eight, you know, just any of those three milestones that I can, I would consider successful. Like even if this team makes, makes the second weekend, if this is a sweet 16 team, with all the injuries that we've had, all the guys that we lost from last year, man, that's a hell of a successful season if you come back and make a Sweet 16. If you make an Elite Eight, holy crap, that's awesome. But guess what? It doesn't matter where you play. You're going to have to play some really good basketball teams. Um, they played a conference champion in Norfolk, Norfolk State today, 16 seed. But, hey, a 15 just beat a two tonight. So great job going out there and handling business. Now, I will say, Matt, Saturday's game, March 19th. Uh, I don't think there's a time set for it yet. Not yet. But we play, honestly, a game that, that scares me against one of the hottest teams in the country, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah, I think... I think they'll be okay. I just I just don't think Marquette was probably not as good as people thought. You know? I mean, if you listen to Texas fans out there, this is like the typical shock of smart performance. But, See, um, Shaka went in though, and kind of he started the rebuild there. Like, I don't, I think Marquette was pretty bad last year, actually. Yeah. So he's he's kind of got them up to that next level. I think he they probably overperformed, and I know they had a couple of big ranked wins. I think in non-con that nobody saw coming this year that really elevated them uh, as they got further into the Big East, and the Big East is considered, you know one of the, the power six conference in, uh, in NCAA basketball. So um, I think, I think Marquette probably had a little bit more shine um, on their name than they should have. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, man, they dominate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And North, North Carolina, like it seems like they're kind of figuring things out, but I think like someone posted this, like they averaged 71 points a game and they put up like 95. So I think that's probably an, anomaly that's the so, thing is north carolina wants to run and if you let them run then they can put up all the points in the world if you force them to play a half court offense then you know you can absolutely shut down their game offensively yeah so really like your defense is set up by whether or not you score because if you miss shots and they get rebounds they're out and running if they get turnovers they're out and running so making shots is going to be a huge thing in this game. If you can, if you can hit shots and you can score and you can force them to bring the ball up the court out of bounds, then you're in a really, really good spot. Yeah. And speaking of making shots, Baylor did much better in the game today than we saw them against Oklahoma a week ago. And so, yeah, in the 15 minutes of this game, I was able to watch today. It was some of the best three point shooting I've seen us have all season. And yeah, Matthew Meyer went off. He had one of those games where he was doing everything, making threes, going to the hole, uh, playing good defense, rebounding. So, I mean, if we can get that Matthew Meyer, like 
through the tournament consistently or even like semi-consistently, then yeah, Baylor could make a run. It was, it was really funny. Uh, I watched the, when I got home from the airport, I was able to turn on like TBS, I think. And they had the inside the NBA crew kind of talking about the games that had happened. So it was like Charles Barkley, um, Clark Kellogg and Kenny Smith. And you can tell that Barkley and Kenny Smith watch no college basketball yeah. all year when they're commenting about it now. And because, and especially tonight, there was one they were talking about the Baylor North Carolina matchup. And uh, Kenny Smith said the key is, you know, if they keep if if they let Meyer score 22 points, then Baylor's going to win. But if they keep Meyer between 10 and 14, then North Carolina will win. And I'm like. That that absolutely shows me you have no idea what Matthew Myers' normal offensive yeah. output is this season. <laughs> if if they if Matthew Myers between ten and fourteen, that means someone else is having having. That a means great Matt game. Meyer is hitting his season averages. Yes, and that means <laughs> that's, he's hitting that's, the threes. That's he basically takes. what we expect. He's hitting those threes, and so yeah. Like, I let agree. me see his points per game statistics. Let's see here. Probably this year, I don't think it was. Matt Meyer, his guess what he averages this season? Points per game. 11. 9.4. So so Kenny Smith says Baylor loses if Matt Meyer is between 10 and 14 points. So if Matthew Meyer scores more than his season average, then we're gonna lose. (laughs) I mean, this it's such a balanced attack. Unfortunately, you've got you know your leading scorer is Cryer at 13 and a half. I mean, that's not even that many points. Yeah, and a half. A, I, I don't know. There's a whole situation going on there. Uh, I mean, it's a foot injury. They're, well, I mean, they're, apparently the doctors cleared him. Yeah, but it's one of those things where if you just don't feel right, you just don't feel right. There's scuttlebutt about he's probably, or no, I shouldn't say this, but rumors are that he may be on his way out. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that stuff too. I, I mean, I just don't think. I think if that were the case, he the optics would be different. And I don't think Drew would say like he just said like he's he's out this weekend. I don't think he would say he's out if he, if he knew like LJ was like you know what I'm not planning I'm leaving I'm not going to play anymore for Baylor. He would just say he's out for the tournament. Yeah, and if you're fla- if if you're LJ Cryer, then you just go ahead and enter the transfer portal. Yeah, there's there's no benefit good, but- for him sitting around like you don't come to every single away game you're not on the sideline for everything you don't participate in everything that's going on yeah if if i mean and who knows maybe he does decide to transfer next year because we have langston love and keontae george coming in but yeah i just i don't know i don't see it i think i think it's a foot injury and um and you know, I was actually talking to to Matt is there about this, and he laughed at me because I compared these two things. But I'll do it again. You know, as a Rockets fan, I watched I watched like a foot injury derail Yao Ming's career. Now, completely different body type, right? Like, yeah, you know, the the foot bones that 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 Yao had are like longer and more brittle because he has such large feet, but. I always watch like, hey, these foot injuries can just be these nagging, weird things that keep well, yeah. flaring up. I mean, as a this is a different sport, but whenever Deion Sanders with the Cowboys, he was he struggled with like turf toe and foot injuries and foot issues, and he just recently had to have like part of his toes like amputated. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, it's, it's something that could be, as you get older, very, very serious. Yeah, I mean, lower leg stuff is weird. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't I don't look at this as anything nefarious going on. I think I think probably what it is is even if he's been cleared to play, he goes out there and when he gets out there on the floor and does anything, there's just a lack of confidence. It doesn't feel correct. Um, yeah, and Drew did say like it was it's a, like a pain tolerance issue also. Like yeah, I've heard that pain. one too, and I don't even know if it's like pain. If it's just like you know you especially us as guys that are getting older, there are times when like a joint just doesn't quite feel right. And you're like, you wouldn't even dream of going and jogging or jumping. So, I mean, imagine as an athlete, if, if your foot just whenever you're taking a step or you're cutting and it just, it doesn't feel stable and you feel like something worse is going to happen. You don't go out there and test it, man. You just, you just wait. Absolutely. So do you want to, Let's go ahead and just jump into the look ahead and see about we talked about it a little bit, Baylor, North Carolina. Um, I'm I'm not as worried I, from how you sound as you are. It's gonna be a tough test, no doubt. I just think the way Baylor played today, granted it was against Norfolk State, but like you said, they are a conference champion. Um, I think if they can keep that level of play up, then they should be able to advance. Yeah, and that's that's it. You know, I think it was Brandon McKinnon on Twitter today said the difference between this year's team and last year's team is we don't have the luxury of having an off night, right? Yeah. Last year against Villanova, we didn't play our best game, but we were just so 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 good that we could we could overcome having an off night. And when we've seen all throughout this season, if it's effort, if it's shooting, if it's rebounding, there are like if kind of one thing is just in the dumps for that game, we're going to lose. So we and and you just don't have that luxury in this tournament. So we just we need the performance like we had today. We need the performance like we had against Kansas. We need the performance like we had, um, you know, against uh, a lot of the teams that we dominated in the first half of the year, we need those level of performances, that level of shot making and that le- level of effort. And we'll be just fine. We can beat anybody in the country if we play like that. Um, so if we're out there making shots, then I'll feel comfortable tomorrow. Um, it's going to be if early on, if we're missing stuff or we're committing stupid turnovers, that's where it could really get out of hand against a team like North Carolina. I mean, luckily it's, it's still in Fort Worth um, from everything I've seen. Is it, it's a very friendly crowd. Um, so, I mean, that should go in our favor. And But I know, like, North Carolina fans travel and are – there's a lot of them. So – but I think that should help being um, so close to home. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we all did a, uh, a little uh, bracket. How are you doing so far? Man, I have not at all looked at my bracket, but hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not. My uh, upsets aren't hitting. I mean, I I definitely did not pick St. Peter's to beat Kentucky. I'll just still go. Uh, I'll start. I'll just go about mine. So, like, I had Gonzaga, which that was, you know, touch and go for a second. I thought Georgia State was going to pull it off, but. Um, Gonzaga pulled away late um, to win by like 20, 21, something like that. But I had Gonzaga. I had I picked Boise and 
I picked I picked Boise as well because Memphis has been so inconsistent and I was wrong there. I think I and I have a CBS bracket and I think I may have picked Memphis in my CBS bracket. Yeah, but I'm looking I'm looking at our Bear Den bracket. Yeah, so I'm that's what I'm looking at too. Um, I had UConn and that didn't go well. Yeah, I had UConn as well. And then, I have Arkansas beating Vermont and they are only up by two right now. I have I picked Vermont to upset Arkansas. And then I uh, I did not. I picked uh, I did pick Marquette to beat North Carolina. We got that one. Uh, that one's very wrong. Oh no, not in this one. I picked North Carolina. Um, in the tomorrow's games, I have uh, Alabama and Texas Tech advancing. I do as well, and, and I have and Michigan Duke. State and Duke as well. And then, of course, I picked Baylor, and I picked North Carolina. I got that one wrong. And I picked St. Mary's. I did pick St. Mary's. And then uh, for tomorrow's games, I have UCLA and UCLA Virginia. is playing right now. Are they playing right now? Okay. Yes. We'll have UCLA. Um, and I, I picked Virginia Tech to upset Texas. I did as well. And I picked Purdue over Yale. I did too. Um, now we have Murray State and San Francisco are playing right now. I picked San Francisco to win that. I picked Murray State. And then I missed Kentucky. I did miss Kentucky. And then in the south, I picked Arizona and TCU to advance. Same. Exact for me. And then Houston and Illinois. Same. And then I missed uh, Colorado State. I got that one right. I picked I picked Michigan. And then I got Tennessee. I did get Tennessee as well. And then to round out that, I have Loyola upsetting Ohio State and then Villanova. I have Loyola upsetting Ohio State and I have Villanova. And then finally, the Midwest, I got Kansas. And I picked Creighton. I got Creighton. They won. I picked Creighton as well and Kansas. Um, I picked Iowa, so I lost that one. I lost that one, too. I picked Iowa. And I picked South Dakota State. I picked Providence, so I, I won. lost that one. Um, and then tomorrow I picked Iowa State over LSU. Same. LSU lost their coach, so I, yeah, I think pretty much think it's a weird Iowa situation, State. yeah. And then um, I got Wisconsin, USC, and Auburn. I Same except I have Miami over USC. Okay. So. Um, Who is your, who's in your final four? We don't have to go through everything, but who's you got in your final four? Final four. Let me go over there. So I have Texas Tech and Baylor on one side. And then Tennessee and Auburn. I have Texas Tech and Baylor on one side. And then Villanova and Auburn. And I have Baylor advancing and Auburn advancing and then Baylor win. I do too. Baylor okay. versus Auburn in the national title. And I picked Baylor to win 79 to 67. I picked him to win 75 to 66. Oh. So we're not too far off from each other. We both, we both picked ourselves a, a couple of pretty solid uh, upsets in there that we got right. So, yeah. And then it's like, I think normally like it'll all, if you get enough teams to advance, you know, if you're doing like a bracket pool, like points wise, it'll even out once you get to the, the next rounds where there are just more points. But yeah, I was, uh, I was so confident 
in my upset, which one was it? I was super confident in um, – I can't remember now. The only one I was confident in was Michigan, my, my 11-6. Oh, South Dakota State. I was super confident in South Dakota State. Uh, and they, did, they played I, well. They just couldn't pull it out. I, I was very confident in my 11-6 Michigan pick, which I got right, because uh, Michigan just didn't play that well this year, but they have some serious athletes, and that's – when you're going up against a Colorado State, that's just I, – Colorado State has a great defense, but Michigan has – elite elite athletes on that team and i thought it would show out against a mid-major and and i think that's what happened yeah um and i think i was just i was also super confident because i did so well last year um i I think i had like three of the final four teams and i was just like winning there and i was overthinking a lot of my picks especially the upsets but like i said i think it'll all balance out yeah no, real quick quick question about uh, Saturday's matchup against North Carolina. Do you okay. know who plays on North Carolina? Do you, do you know of one of their players? Um, don't they have a, a transfer from Oklahoma? Brady Manick, the the most Oklahoma-looking kid of yeah. all time. Yeah, he plays. But he like he plays. ACC player of the year or? he's He, he played really or, well for them this year. But, yeah, he played good. But, uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. He he ran away from the big 12 and, and cannot now escape us. <laughs> um, and I, I saw that Roy Williams was at our game. Yes. I saw, I saw some people took pictures with him. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out. But I think again, like I'm, it'll be a tough game. I think it's going to be, I think they will be up for it. I mean, one, if anything playing in the big 12, Scott Drew kind of reiterated this, like all through conference play was like every game in the Big Twelve is a is a tournament game. Every game you play, it's it's that type of atmosphere because of how good the league is. Now I think for all the Big Twelve teams, really, that's really just going to make them perform well uh, when you're actually in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, Scott Drew knows what North Carolina wants to do. I mean, yeah. We Kansas runs this kind of Kansas is kind of similar. They're their team that likes to get out and run with the basketball. Um, so you, you've gone out there and you've you've gotten your butt whooped by Kansas and you've gone out there and you've beaten Kansas. So if you go out there and you just play the right way, you can win this game and you can have a sweet 16 t- season. You've got you've got great road in front of you right now. The two seed in your in your in your bracket has been eliminated. Kentucky yes. is nowhere to be found. So one of the toughest tests that you expected to get to the final four to face in this bracket is gone. Um, North Carolina is probably the best eight seed though. I think, you know, just how well that their season has gone. Um, and, you know, looking at the ACC standings, Duke, everybody loves Duke, right? North Carolina was one game behind them in the conference standings. So the ACC was just down this year, um, but let's hope let's hope that uh, that they weren't judged a little too harshly because of how down they were. For sure, um, I was just looking at the uh, the Ken Palm ratings. So Baylor is three, mm-hmm. and North Carolina is twenty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's just like playing a top twenty five team. Yeah, which Baylor has done 
a number of times. times. <laughs> I mean, this is a veteran group. Yeah. So I trust them to go out there and get the job done, but I am absolutely not looking past the ability that North Carolina has. Absolutely. And that brings up an interesting question. I was listening to the, um, the our daily podcast, their uh, basket pod that they did. And um, David and Brent brought up an interesting question as to what would be a, um, I guess they called it like the satisfaction line. Like what, how far would the Baylor need to make it? Whatever you said, you know, that was a good season. If they win, if they win Saturday, a sweet 16 for me this year is, is more than satisfactory. Yeah, I think that's what they said. You know, get through you know first weekend, get through first weekend, and uh, and it's you know that's a good year. We're number one seed. You get to a Sweet Sixteen. People hang, like they were talking about. People hang banners for that, including Baylor hangs banners for Sweet Sixteen appearances. Man, we have we have banners for NCAA tournament appearances. Yeah, so I mean, like you get through this. I mean, talking about A and M earlier, you get to this point to where. If Baylor had, if there had been a tournament in, in 2020, I mean, you're talking about you would have been a number one seed. Yeah. Then 21, you're a one seed. 20. I mean, you're talking about three, three straight years. You were the top of the college basketball, and then to have a championship last year, get to the Sweet 16. I mean, that would be completely. I think I would be satisfied with the year if we didn't make it to the Elite Eight, but we made it through this weekend. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is making the Sweet 16, that's like making a New Year's Six Bowl. Making the Elite Eight, that's like winning a New Year's Six Bowl. Making the Final Four, that's like making the college football playoff. Like, so you make a Sweet 16, like, I'm super excited about that. I mean, and quite frankly, it's been a great year. If you don't make a Sweet 16, you got a number one seed in the tournament, you won the regular season. Um, or your yeah, it's, yeah, honestly, if, even, yeah, if we don't make a sweet 16, it's still a successful year. I'm not going to be like disappointed if, if they if they lose to North Carolina. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to be like for this season, it'll be disappointing, but I won't walk away with it like it was a wasted year if we don't yeah. make it to the sweet 16. Yeah, this has been a, a hell of a season to watch. We've had a lot of fun. I think it's been an amazing coaching job, it's been an amazing effort. It's been great watching a new cast of guys reinvent themselves multiple times throughout the year. And we have a lot to look forward to next year. So, man, no matter what happens the rest of the way, I am I am stoked about everything that's been done. But, you know, I just love this team, so I don't want the ride right. to end. For sure. For sure. I'm super. I love watching today's game. I love I, I love Matthew Myers. And I, so I love watching him like hit, hit those threes. And then I was just once he did, you're like, okay, this is it's gonna be one of those games. And then you know, Baylor just never looked back. Once they were up like five, I think five to nothing at one point. It's like at that point, you're like, they're not gonna slow down. They're just gonna keep yeah. on jacking threes because they're because they were falling. All right, let's transition real quick. We would be remiss if we didn't cover um, the other team participating in March Madness. The sure. absolutely. Uh, Baylor women's team, uh, unfortunately lost in the conference tournament, fi- conference tournament final against Texas. They just looked like they kind of were a little bit out of gas. Yeah. Um, three games in three days with a team that, uh, doesn't really have well. a very deep bench. That's just, that's a lot to ask. The, the Texas. NCAA tournament will be kinder to them with days off between games yeah, and only, absolutely. you know, two games per, uh, 
you know, per weekend, for example. So you, they won't have three games in three days again. Um, so unfortunately, we weren't able to bring the tournament championship home, but everybody knows the regular season was what really matters. We had already mm-hmm. won that. Yep. Um, unfortunately, did not snag a one seed, but we are solidly um, a two seed. Yes. And we open tomorrow, 3 p.m. on ESPN2 against Hawaii, um, our, uh, the 15 seed in our region. Matt, do you know what the line is in this game? I do not. So the men were a 116 today, and they were 20-point favorites. The women are in a 215 matchup, and Baylor is a 30-point favorite. Well, against Hawaii. Against Hawaii, the Big West champions. At home. Yes, and at the Farrell Center. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably that's, that's a good line. Yeah, I mean, Hawaii is coming from a very long way away to play in Waco. Um, Baylor coming off of a, a loss that's probably going to leave a really bad taste in their mouth considering who they lost to and the game that they lost in. So they'll, I think they'll be extra motivated to uh, kind of exercise some demons. Yeah, make a statement. Tournament. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think this one might look a little bit more like the first quarter of the Baylor-Oklahoma State game in the tournament did. When, for those of you who don't know, in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, our, uh, the women's team, the first quarter they played, they held Oklahoma State to zero points. It was 23 yeah. to nothing. The lowest, the lowest point total ever scored in a Big 12 women's basketball conference uh, championship game. So 23 to nothing. That was insane. And really their little mini, uh, you know, their mini tournament, you know, the four seeds. You have Ole Miss and South Dakota are the other two playing. Um, who they would match up against. And so you kind of have to like that. You know, that's the beauty of being a, a two seed is you're going to be for, for a while, you're going to be the higher ranked team. Yeah. And you're going in, especially on the women's side, you know, a two fifteen matchup compared to men, the men's, like the, the level of athlete is totally different. Like we, yeah. we should be able to dominate in the first weekend, just purely based off of the personnel that we have. Um, Baylor is just hands down a better basketball team than anybody that they'll play in the first weekend. Yeah, so I did notice. I was shocked, but uh, I expected um, LSU to be in the same region, and so they weren't. I was, you know, I was happy about that. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't need that game to happen. Yeah, especially not before you get. Um, further down the line. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't need that game happening in year one. Yeah, I mean, it, it could happen this year if they both, because LSU is a three seed, so they could both make it to, um, I guess it would be the final four they would match up. Yeah, they, that's how far both would have to get. I don't see that happening. No. Um, and I hope it doesn't. I don't. I don't. I don't want anything to do with LSU in year one of of this new regime. Yeah. I'll be happy to do it in two to four years, but not right now. Give it time. Let let some wounds heal first. And let's, let's get different personnel at both schools. Yeah. Cause you want to build, you want Nikki Collin to be able to do a full recruiting class, uh, get the kind of players that fit her offense 
even though they've done great this year adapting with, um, some, you know, it's kind of like you had transfers coming in, you had Mokey's recruits, you know, Baylor players who are already here, and they've adapted really well, especially as the season went on. But it's it's different whenever you're recruiting for the style of play that we're going to to put out there on the court. And so we want the players that fit that scheme, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, um, I don't have a lot of thoughts other than – and I think I expect Baylor to easily get out of the first weekend. Yeah, honestly. Uh, fully fully expect a Sweet 16 at the bare minimum. Um, so. Yeah. So, and then – and then go from there. But yeah, I fully expect to, to make it to a sweet 16 for sure. So Matthew, uh-huh. have you seen the Batman? I have not seen the Batman. Oh my God, man. I've heard very good things from people that I trust. So I'm excited to watch it. Um, when are you going to see it? That's, that's the, that's the question. You need to have this uh, a pri- as a prioritized thing in your life. I'll probably see it. I'm thinking tomorrow, be, not tomorrow. Uh, probably like like Monday. 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 Are you off on Monday? Yeah. Is yeah. I gotta work you this got, weekend. You but... gotta go see it, dude. You got to. It's it's Matt. It's so good. Um, I think uh, I'm gonna buy like No Way Home and watch that at home though. I've already seen that, but um, if you've got time to see that, just go go. Well, actually, no, it, it's it's a crazy long movie. It's, like three, it's three hours, hours long. It's 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 those three are normal plus. type of movies. Like I have to watch in like sections at home. It does not feel like it's three hours though. It really doesn't. It the movie it just it starts and it just goes. I don't and know if I've seen. I don't know the last three hour movie I've watched. Oh, come on. You know you've watched at least one of the Lord of the Rings recently. Well, I mean, that's probably it. I mean, like in a theater. Oh, in a theater? And it probably was like one of the Lord of the Rings. Like, the, Or did you, watch the, did you watch the Snyder Cut recently? Yeah, but I did at home in sections. In sections, gotcha. It's like, I'm going to watch an hour and a half of this. Then, you know, I go do, I'm going to go do some other stuff. And I'll come back to it. You know, life, I can't just sit there and watch a four-hour movie. I'm telling you though, it you don't notice it in theater. You really, really don't. I remember. I don't know if it was like the Two Towers or Return of the King. I went to the theater to see that one, which is one of those. And that was about three hours, and it was like a late 10 p.m. showing. And I, I walked out of there at like 1 a.m. And I, I was like, I've never been in a movie and like went in one day and left the next. <laughs> If it was Return of the King, it has Return of the King has the annoying um, uh, ending after ending after ending after, and you feel like the movie's ending like four different times in Return yeah, of the I King. Think I, I leaned over to my my friends I was with, and I was like, "I really, my butt is numb. I can't feel like I've been sitting here so long." No, but I'm telling you, dude, Bath, it, Batman is so worth it. It's it stuff is just always happening. Like everything kind of flows into the next thing. And it's, it's, it's very, very, it's just so cool. And uh, I don't know, the energy of the movie is very just good. And everything about it to me was just really, really great. Really great. Let me, uh, let me share a text message from um, 
our friend Andrew Black. He said, this is going back to Baylor basketball. He said, not saying that we would have lost, but we were a hair's breadth from being the number two seed and playing St. Peter's. <laughs> but I mean, we may have been number two in a different region, but yeah, we, yeah, I, don't, I doubt I we, we would have been, been the two the seed in the East, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Like if we were the two in the South, maybe they put St. Peter's in the South. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think our, uh, our perimeter defense is probably a little bit better than what Kentucky showed tonight. So, yeah. Which I mean, going back to basketball, the men's basketball, it, the the Kentucky loss is a, a big deal for for Baylor fans, I think, because if you can get through to that second weekend, and depending on how things fall, you may have a more. Which not saying that St. Mary's is going to be easy, or if they'll even make it, but you have a more. I think it would people would would say that it's a more manageable path to the Final Four. Oh yeah, for sure. Without Absolutely. Kentucky, um, I mean, yeah, you're playing yeah, I mean, a tough team. This, you know, second- anytime you can take out a team like Kentucky from your from your region, that is a good thing. Yeah, you want. I want every. I want everything to be an upset in our in our region as much as many upsets as possible that don't involve us. You know, absolutely. Just give me the lowest possible seeds that we can get there. So that that's what I want to see, man. Uh, it's always good. Right now, like UCLA Akron's tight. Yeah, UCLA like Akron's would, up by three. Would not surprise me if UCLA was just me a either. bit fraudulent. Me too. I agree. And I, I was we were talking earlier, like I think, you know, I think we both may have picked Virginia Tech to beat Texas. We did. I think Purdue is it that I mean they're good team, but I don't think they're like Baylor good. Yeah. Purdue has been off and on. They they were ranked number one multiple times this year. So Murray State's good. Coming out now, of the, I know that was a that was a matchup that um that a number of folks, including Amy Graham Paget, um wanted to see because Murray State's in Kentucky. So they were rooting for the, the Murray State yeah. Kentucky matchup. Uh alas, it won't happen. So like Murray State could, I mean St. Peter's, while it was a great game. I mean, they could drop this next game to either of those teams, Murray State or San Francisco. Our our friends in Ames have spent the day celebrating because their big rival, Iowa, was a uh, a 12-5 victim today. Oh, I want every Big Ten team to lose because there's <laughs> no way they should have nine teams in the tournament. They're not that good. They're They're probably one of the worst conferences. Well, their conference the, tournament champion the lost in the first round today. It's so the Big Twelve should have had. I mean, I'm a homer. I'm not going to lie, but I think Oklahoma definitely should have probably been in over another Big Ten team. Yeah, and, and I could probably make a case if I wanted to for another Big Twelve team, but that's stretching it. But I think Oklahoma, like they're one of the first four. Out, you know, they were, I think, the second team. Like, they're the yeah, second well, I mean, alternate. you're getting you get what you want, though. Like, besides the Michigan win today, I mean, Rutgers lost last night in, in the first four. Yeah. Uh, Iowa lost today. Let's see. Did any any other Big Ten teams play today? I'll look at it. 
Let's see. Other than Michigan. Well, I mean, but other than Iowa and Michigan. Indiana lost. Indiana lost. So that's. That's three Big Ten teams have been knocked out so far. So Rutgers, Rutgers, Indiana, and Iowa are all out. So the Big so Ten currently is one and three, Michigan being the only team that's won. So a third of the teams that made the tournament of, from the Big Ten have already lost. Yes. Okay. And then tomorrow, Ohio State, I think you and I both picked, we both picked them to lose them. to Loyola. Uh, Yale Purdue, so Purdue's going to move forward in that one. I don't, I think, I don't think, State, Yale. I think Michigan State will move forward. Yeah, I think Michigan State moves forward as well. Uh, Illinois Chattanooga, Illinois is going to win that I game. Think, yeah, and I'm okay with the teams that. Yeah, like Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Illinois. Those are those are very worthy tournament teams. Like they and they're very very good basketball team. Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois. Those are those are really really early. solid basketball. I remember teams. what it was. It, Michigan was was down early, and I was I was making a comment so like yeah they should have put A and M in there the eleven seed, but then Michigan turns out to win so then I'm an idiot so. <laughs> but let's go going back to our pop culture. Um, have you seen any other trailers? Anything else jumping out at you? Oh man, have I seen any other trailers? Uh, I watched a gameplay trailer today for uh, the PS5 game for Harry Potter that's coming out. That's that's going to be interesting. My wife will want to play that. She's not a big gamer, but she's absolutely going to want to play that game. Um, oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And then I I I had saved up watching um, Drive to Survive the the Formula One. Uh, like kind of behind the scenes, hard knock style show that Netflix does. Okay. I had saved all those episodes for my flight. So I watched on the flight there and the flight back. I watched that whole series for, um, for formula one. So that's, that's kind of the thing that I've, I've gotten into in, you know, getting prepared for the first formula one race of the year um, this Sunday. So that's, that's what I've been watching was, I was that. Uh, Miss Marvel trailer came out. I haven't seen that one yet. Two Still days ago. Text that to me. And it's uh looks good. Um, or I mean people were upset, but I think they're just ups- you know, people like to be mad online. Before like uh, I guess they yes, may have people changed do, their people power. do indeed enjoy being upset on the internet. I think people were mad because they think from what they saw in the trailer they changed their like powers and how it all comes about. But I mean, how much can you really garner from a a two-minute trailer. Matt, don't you know you, you should never wait until you see the final product? You should always get upset the moment an artist's uh, brush hits canvas. Don't wait until the painting is done. But I will say that it's it, it seems as though because she's a like, high school teenager, the character, it's you know, it's it's garnered or it's pointed towards that demographic. Definitely. Gotcha. And people were like, I guess, you know, 40-year-old youtubers who are like this doesn't look good or blah 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 but my thing is like it's it's for like really it's for te- you know teenage young girls preteen and teenage girls which is fine because i like what marvel does as far as like we have different genres for all these series you know it's not just everything's not all going to be like a avengers movie yeah i mean I don't know. It goes back to that review about uh, turning red 
where the guy was like, it's not relatable or whatever it was that he said. <laughs> well, I mean, I've watched some of that guy's stuff. And normally I like, he's, he's a good reviewer, but I read that review. Oh, it was deleted. So I read like the article about it. And... I read it when it first came out. Cause I, I think she posted it. And I was, I was amazed because the movie literally is just like, it's from a, a, a girl's point of view, but it's, it's literally like, Hey, this is what it was like to be 13. Like that's kind of what the whole point of the movie is. Is like, Hey, remember how when you were 13 and everything was awkward? Like, yeah, I remember that. That was perfectly relatable. Now, I don't turn into a red panda, but. I mean, here's what I thought. I haven't seen it yet, but we're going to watch it as a family because I have a 12-year-old who's going to be 13 in two weeks. And so it's kind of like very uh, important, I think, for my my daughter to watch it, us to watch it with her to kind of see you know some manifest on the screen like with the what she's going through because she is like living with a, a giant red panda honestly because <laughs> you do you know kind of don't know what's going to set her off sometimes because she is dealing with all these emotions so um i didn't understand the the review considering i think the person probably is a, a father so i mean it just as a as a father you can understand like yeah your kids go through these like wild changes as they mature and um it's 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 great to have something on there for them. i think i think the problem is is sometimes people that review stuff don't have the ability to just say i just i didn't like it there's no reason i just didn't like it like there are times where i watch things or listen to things or see things that the majority of people enjoy and i'm like I just just didn't like that. And I don't need to come up with some like crazy rationalization. It's just, hey, wasn't for me. Yeah. It, I understand. I, I can see why everybody enjoys it, but it's just, yeah, it's not my thing. I've seen a lot of people. I've seen not a lot, but I've seen two or three people on Twitter that didn't like the Batman. And by all accounts that I've seen, like 87 to 90% of people on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. Say they enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the, the best Batman movies that's that's ever come out. And but hey, like if you don't like it, cool. It's like baseball, you know. Some people just don't like baseball, but you don't have to yeah. like come up. You don't need to like try to like come up with some strange justification for Here's why long, you don't. I think, and I think right. that's what he was trying to do. He was like trying to justify why everybody else likes this thing. I don't. When he could have just said like, "Hey man, it's a cool movie, but it just wasn't for me." And it's kind of like what we we're talking about earlier with the the Miss Marvel trailer. Like you don't have to say this is going to be horrible. You just say like, yeah, it's not really marketed towards me. I'm going to give it a try, but you know, yeah. There's been like I don't like uh, Iron Fist. I don't, I don't. That's that's an easy target because I don't think a lot of people liked Iron Fist. But so you know, he's like not everything. You know, like, I quit halfway through. I didn't. I don't think I watched the second season of that show. I think I just I bailed. And I'm a I'm a huge superhero like nerd marvel person and halfway through that i was like you know what i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna spend my time doing this yeah this isn't good tv i'm not gonna do it anymore and you know that's fine oh well to each their own i guess yeah um and but man still- i am i am excited for the first episode that we and you know what let me know if you do go see it on monday because uh I know of a special, a very, very special guest that has been talking to me about coming on the pod when next time we do a deep dive 
about pop culture because he currently does um, a pretty well-known podcast in the Baylor sphere. And um, unfortunately his pod is mostly based around sports and uh, he doesn't get to like spread his wings and do pop culture stuff like we do as much. Um, so if you do go see Batman on Monday, let me know and I will let him know and we can, we can have him okay. on for our next episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is a predominantly been a star Wars podcast the last three weeks. And so we've kind of just kind of geared back. Come May, sports. It will become that again. Oh, come May 25th. Yes, it will. It may be renamed. Yeah, so Maybe you know what? we may, we like may have to be reaction we, podcast. This person, this person's a big Star Wars person as well. So we may have to, uh, we may, maybe I'll do that. I'll talk to him and see if he wants to, if he wants to come on and do some regular chats around Kenobi. Absolutely. It's going to be crazy because you have Moon Knight comes out like in two weeks. You have Kenobi in May 25th. Then like a week later, like the Miss Marvel comes out like June 8th. So that the summertime is going to be pretty uh, packed with like nerd sphere pop culture uh, programming. Yeah, for sure. And very few sports. So yeah, that's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun pod. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't think I have anything else. So we're still we're still powering through uh, Yellowstone, and so have you, you haven't seen it, have you? I've watched the first three and a half seasons. Okay. Oh, you. Oh, so you've watched. So I've, I've. We're up to. We started season two. We got through season one. I got super into it and watched watched the first two seasons really fast. Okay. And then, I don't know. I kind. It kind of fell off for me. How are you so, for spoilers? Like, I mean, huh? like, how? How? What's your spoiler take? Like, do you avoid them? Do you care? I it depends on the the thing. I would say ninety percent of the time, I don't really care. I'm like I'm I'm the type of person like I seek them out. Like I get impatient. I'm like you know what? I'm just gonna read the Wikipedia. What do you want to know? No, I've already know. I've like I said, I've already read the Wikipedia. I'm oh yeah, yeah. I did the same thing too. I was like, all right, what do I have to look forward here? And then even the other day, I was like, I was like, um, you know what? I'm just gonna watch some like recaps on YouTube because I want to see what's. I'm I get impatient. But I like to watch it with my wife because she is like a spoiler phobe. So she doesn't like to know anything. And I like to see her reactions. <laughs> I like to know what's going to happen before it happens. But anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i just excited about Saturday. Um, yeah. You know, had a, had a nice four days out of town in Atlanta, hanging out with some friends this week. Um, but happy hey, to be home and you, back you with know, the baby. Deshaun Watson, maybe right, right following your lead and going to Atlanta. Uh, good riddance. <laughs> Get him out of my city. Yeah, uh, that's a weird situation. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's for a much more mature person than I to to cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, just gonna kick back tomorrow. I'm gonna watch basketball, and then of course Saturday for the Baylor game. Excited for that. So that's a that'd be a great like matchup. I'm I'm assuming that's gonna be on CBS. Yeah. That's my uh, assumption. Actually, hold on. Our game. Let's see. Do we have? We do not have a network yet. We don't have a network or a time. But I agree. It's it'll be. I a would CBS think game. because it's like it's a one seed versus one a blue blood. and yeah, and the the number eight seed is 
North Carolina. So that's yeah, why it's, I was it's like, North Carolina versus a one seed. It's so it's it's going to be we're going to be on way, CBS for sure. Either way, because you want if the one seed you know advances, you know you want to put them on your your prime network. But also, though, I wonder, I wonder this: Do you put this on? Like if you're CBS, everybody has access to CBS. So you're guaranteed yeah. ratings on CBS. Even people that don't have cable can get CBS. So yep. do you put a game that no one cares about on CBS and then put this one on a more hard to get network to try to entice people to like upgrade their packages? Well, here's what they do. Here's how, because this happened tonight. So what you do is you put it on CBS and most people are streaming either they're using the March Madness app or some other stream watching these other games but they'll make they make that game unavailable on the streaming so you have to have paramount plus uh, or okay. cbs there you go. that's TV. what they'll do that's what they that's did what today for the kentucky game you couldn't stream it on the march madness live app and you couldn't you had to you had to watch it on paramount plus or cbs or regular you know cable you couldn't just mm-hmm. stream it on one of those apps so it's like that's what they'll do so you have to subscribe if you if you're a cord cutter yeah that's what'll happen Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, we don't know the we don't know for sure the network or the time yet for Saturday. But that's what I'm going to be doing. I will be I will be watching nonstop basketball for the next three days, except for about like a what a two to three hour break that I'll take on Sunday to watch uh, some Formula One. Yeah, I'm lucky that uh, my where I work we have like four 55 inch TVs because it is a, a cable company, so. We have TV on all the time, so we'll have like uh, basketball on all day, today, tomorrow. It'll be great. It'll be glorious. Glorious. All right, Joe. All right, Matt, where can I the got. people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Workman. And as always, you can find the podcast at The Bear Den Pod. And you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Um, you know, come on out shoot me something and i will leave the people with this it is halftime in the ucla what who are they playing akron Akron. who's this akron game and uh, ucla is down one point 26 to 25 so hopefully we get another major upset um go on the bracket zips akron zips is that right yeah go zips go zips go zips and sick and bears man sick and bears joe Social Podcast Network.